Hey, welcome to another edition of Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. And today, I have a dear, dear friend for many years and one of the best basketball people I've encountered over my career, uh, and Scott Howard. Scott is a longtime coach and also one of the best professional scouts that we have in the game. And Scott, welcome to Coaching You. Thank you, Brennan. Good to connect with you. I know uh, this is a timely discussion we're going to have this time of year. Unfortunately, is something that uh, a lot of people go through, and so I'm, I'm anxious to share with you my thoughts. Well, you know, last week, uh, you know, uh, you know, as most of our listeners know, you know, I've been the associate coach here at LSU for the last couple of years, working under a great, great man uh, in Johnny Jones, one of the really special people I've ever worked with in, in my unbelievably lucky and fortunate career of coaching of uh, 43 plus years. And uh, Johnny is just, first of all, gentleman, uh, uh, finest man I've ever been around, uh, and just he checks all the boxes as far as being a star. And loved it. I learned a ton from him and had a great experience with him. And he had four great seasons here. We, as they say, you know, in Outliers, you have, you know, some really good luck happen. Almost everything bad that could happen happened in one season. And so that, unfortunately, last Friday they told him and our three assistants, uh, thanks for your help, no longer is needed. And uh, it was a tough day for all of us here. And I went home. Uh, having been in this business for so long, I didn't. I don't ever feel sorry for myself. I feel blessed that I've been fortunate to work. But at the same time, with my impact and influence over coaches worldwide, uh, I want to. I always want to help. And so, I wanted to share with coaches at every level, whether it's high school, college, and really college and pro, where this happens on a regular basis. Uh, what can we do to help them get through this? Because I think it's such a tough time, not just for us, but for our families and loved ones around us. Agree? Oh, I, Brennan, I agree. I, I've been fired multiple times. I think, <clears throat> unfortunately, it's something that athletics now is like a business, and and it happens so frequently, and. Uh, and I've been through it multiple times, and and it's a it's a hard experience. And I don't have children. I I, I uh, unfortunately I don't have children. I can't imagine how much it impacts those that do have children. But it's a demeaning experience to go through. And uh, several years ago, I went through it and um, sat down and wrote an article about it. Uh, of the of the lessons that I've learned from being fired and having gone through it multiple times and in some ways seeing the same movie over and over again I know <laughs> I I know what people go through um and I'm 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 glad to share with you uh and all of your listeners some of the lessons that I've learned yeah I mean you know you know I hate and likewise you know when you you've coached as long as I've been fortunate to coach you know at the collegiate and the professional level uh you know either my bosses have been let go uh I've never directly been let go. This is really one of the first times where they said they walked in and said, see ya 
uh, usually my contract was running out and they just decided not to renew. Uh, and that's, that, that's, I always work at the pleasure of whoever. Uh, so now I'm a member of that club and I have been for a while. Uh, you describe it as a club. Yeah, I think it is a club because I think in today's basketball world or athletic world, uh, my, my, my world has been basketball for 34 years, but I think, it, you know, athletes, athletics in general have, have gone to this, hey, it's a short window you're in. Uh, we don't like the direction this thing is going. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. We, it's a, it's a results now business. And um, it's happened to so much, to so many people, I do refer to it as a club. And yeah. I don't mean it in it that it's a badge of honor. It's not like uh, belonging to the most exclusive country club in town <laughs> that was a status symbol. But at the same time, it's a club that we're all members of either now or are going to be at, at some point uh, the way athletics is today. Talk about the feelings, the emotions that happen, and and I think they kick in at different times. You know, I, I remember sitting last week with administration here at LSU, and, and initially when it came our turn, a little shock, you know, because they're now saying you're no longer needed immediately, you know, and that's you know. That's a little takes you back, jolts you, uh, you know, but I'm a big boy. I've been around the block, you know, and then later on, and then maybe the next day, maybe five days later, it kicks in and tell me about it. It hurts, right? It really does. Oh, first of all, it hurts because if you are worth your salt in this business, you care, and coaching is a – uh, something that you have a passion for. It is literally a 24-hour-a-day job. It's, you know, basketball coaches in general. Think about it for me personally. Um, mm -hmm. All of your big holidays, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, they're all right in in during the basketball season. You, ha you have no time to enjoy those with your family. I mean, you, if you can get – if you can get – four hours on Christmas Day to spend with your family, that's a great deal. You know, you have so much invested in it. Your weekends are gone. You, and so all of a sudden they come, and number one, you have so much invested in it, Brendan, that that it hurts deeply to say all that time and everything I gave up and all the commitment that I had, you you tell me now that that wasn't worth it. And so it hurts. It's a It's a... It's a deeply personal feeling when they tell you that, that you're gone, and it's lonely. Um, you go from working 24 hours a day, busting your tail, to all of a sudden waking up one day, and you don't go to work. You don't know what to do. You have a, uh, you have a void because you've been so committed to that job, and yet now there is no job. And so it's it hurts. Um, it, it, it's really lonely. And the other thing, it rocks your self confidence uh, because mm -hmm. we we 
we, you know, most coaches are confident people. We believe in what we do. We have to believe in what we do if we're going to sell it to our players that this is the right way to play, that this is the right way to act. We're confident. And so when they come in and tell you that your services are no longer wanted at that school or at that franchise or that program, it takes a little bit to step back and say, oh, my, um, I thought I was pretty good, and now they don't want me. Like, maybe, was I wrong? Was I overconfident? What? What? Where did I go wrong? It, it, it shakes you. And there are two things, there are two ways you get fired, I think. Um, Brendan, you and I have both been through th- this many times, but I think one is when your boss gets fired and it's a house cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've been through that and, and, um, you know, there's, it doesn't maybe rock you as much in that way because you say, well, they're really firing the head coach or they're really, in my case, they're firing the general manager and we're just all part of the, you know, the house cleaning. Um, you don't take it quite as personal, but I've also been fired. I was an assistant coach where I got fired. I was the only one who got fired. And that, you talk about having something rock your world um, in in a bad way because it it, it was personal. And so now not only are you damaged from a professional standpoint, but your integrity and your, your core of who you are is shaken as well. And um, it's 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 a demeaning experience. It really is. Let's talk about uh, how loyalty works and stuff like that. I know you had some real great insights on that. You know, you know the loyalty issue, as you call. Them. Talk about that, Seth. Yeah. Well, as a, I don't think there's anything more important in coaching than loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty to loyalty to your to your boss to your players, to your school. If they, if you're not loyal to those people, then then you really, you know, don't have high value in 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 coaching, in my opinion. And, Absolutely. And, but yep. I I think that the loyalty thing, many of us take for granted that loyalty runs two ways, that it's a two way street. And we're expected to be loyal to our bosses, and we want our bosses to be loyal to us. And so mm-hmm. when you get fired, you, you, the, the understanding of loyalty really uh, comes into question because you're saying, wait a minute, I worked at this place for X number of years. We did X, Y, and Z. We won 20 games, five consecutive years. We went to the Sweet 16. We did – Whatever you did, and then you have one bad year, and it's sorry, and you say, "Hey, wait a minute. What 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 about those what about those five years where we were really good? What about the year that nobody thought we were going to be any good, and we won the league, or what, whatever things happen in basketball? And all of a sudden, you say, "I was loyal to them. Where's their loyalty to me? And it it really um, makes you question how, what loyalty means, and is it worth it? 
And my feeling is, yes, it is worth, worth it. If they chose not to be that way, that's on them. But you can't, as a coach going forward, say, you know what, I'm not going to be loyalty loyal to anybody anymore. I'm going to be selfish and be into myself. That won't work for you the next time either. Um, but but you're, you will, when you get fired, you will question how how does this loyalty thing really shake out? I think that's huge. Uh, also, uh, you know, I think, that, you know, we talk about, you know, sometimes there's shock value in it, you know, deep, where you're shocked. Should you be shocked or should you be aware of it? Thoughts on that, Scott? Yeah, I think there's some times in coaching where you can see it coming. Um, yeah. I think, unfortunately, today, you know, there's <laughs> – and I don't I – don't, I think it's awful. You know, the basketball season will start and somebody will write on a website, coaches on the hot seat. You know, uh, halfway through the year, there's rumors about who who's going to be fired and who's going to replace who. I think it's awful for basketball, but I don't know that there's any going back to that. But I think there's some times where you where we see it coming. I I know one time when I got fired in the NBA, I saw it coming. My boss had been fired uh, I, seven or eight months before. I had a new boss. He he had already made a statement and he wanted to bring his own people in. I I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what date, but I wasn't shocked that it happened. Um, but there were other times where I was flat out stunned. I couldn't I couldn't believe that they fired us in the middle of the season um, and didn't had a had a they told us what they wanted. We carried out a plan and halfway through the year they decide that the plan that they wanted us to carry out was now no something that they had no longer wanted to do. And it was a total shock. I, so I've been through it in both ways, Brendan. And I think in some ways, if you see it coming, if you know, um, in one way it makes it easier because it gives you the ability to at least start to prepare for your next job or your next step. Mm-hmm. When you're totally shocked and you don't see it coming, it it hurts your ability to move on. And one thing that I've I've learned from the multiple times that I've been let go is you got to let it go and move on. Um, the longer you hold on to it, and you can't let it go, and you try to figure out, why did I get fired? What happened? Who got me? Who did mm-hmm. this? Who, what, the longer you do that, the worse it gets. It, it, I, I, it, yeah. It's a terrible experience, but you've, in order to, to succeed and get your next job and do a good job at the next job, you've got to let it go. All right, that's, that's huge. Uh, Someone called me on Friday and made a great statement to me. Uh, they, you know, I'm I'm like ridiculously positive person anyway. And they said, Brendan, make sure you take the high road. Well, that's the only road I know. He and I said, why would you say that? And he said, there's less traffic up there. I thought it was a great line. And you know, and so you talk about being gracious and take it like a professional and don't let them beat you up. Uh, I thought you had some great ideas on that, Scott. Yeah, I think, you know, I again, I, I've having been through it, 
um, you know, you you got you don't want to be a jerk when they're going to let you go because they're going to let you go anyway. And and mm-hmm. the the worst thing that you can do is have a a major confrontation with somebody. Um, I I it just that doesn't that doesn't work for anyone. I think you have to be classy uh, and and make sure that you don't say something that you regret. Um, but I think in my personal feeling it's it's best if you know it's coming or it's if you have that meeting get out of that meeting as soon as you can don't sit there and try to figure out well who did this or what look it's over get with the hr people get get out get get moved on so that you don't say something that you regret um because at some point you you may need some one of those people to give you a recommendation, and if you handle it in a classy way, they may say, especially if, you're, if you've been an assistant coach, hey, he was great here. We just needed needed to make a change. Right. And if you said something that you're going to regret, that's going to hurt your ability going forward. Um, right. And you know, the other thing is that Brendan, it's kind of funny when, when sometimes they they call you in to let you go, and they start they start off by saying. Hey, you did a great job here. You were really great. We we really appreciate it. And it's kind of kind of funny where you sit there and look them in the eye and go, well, "Geez, if I did such a great job, why, why are you terminating me?" And so it, it becomes, um, you know, what do you say? It, it, it's you know, you, you, it's the inevitable. You've done a great job here, but. When yeah. that butt comes out, then it's not going to go well. And Let's just so, get to the butt. Let's get right yeah, to the butt. Yeah, exactly. And and so um, I I believe the best thing to do is just be very polite, take the high road, and yet um, don't get into the conversation that in 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 the end is going to beat you up and make you feel worse. Get out of there. Take the high road, but don't sit there and say, well, wait a minute. I don't understand this. Why are you doing this? Well, you know what they're going to do, Brendan? They're going to tell you all the negative things about you. They're going to tell you all the, all, the, the, all the reasons that they're letting you go. It's going to beat you up. So be polite, but get out of there. I think at that point, now that you've been terminated, now there comes a point where now you have to, in your free – now you have a lot of free time. Now you have to sit down in your time by yourself and really start a self-evaluation, correct? Yeah, because, I look, if many of us, hey, I had, in the times I got fired, I made, you know, I made mistakes that a couple of, a couple of the times, I made mistakes that led to uh, the possibility of me getting fired. I didn't think I should have been, but... It, it happened. I think you got to own up to what you what has happened. Um, you know, I don't know, Brendan, that anybody's ever been fired after winning a national championship. Most of the people have been fired after poor seasons. Now, it may have been under unfortunate circumstances, sure. or it may have been, my gosh, we had you know five consecutive winning seasons. We went to the NCAA tournament five straight years, and now this why didn't you know well 
but it, what maybe it wasn't going in the right direction. You did have a bad year. So I, I think you have to own up to your mistakes and, and look back and say, okay, where, where did we go wrong? Because oftentimes we did go wrong somewhere. It, 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 it wasn't going in the right direction. I, I think you have to have a lot of self-evaluation going forward. And, yeah. and, but at the same time, Brendan, one, one of the things that happens when you get fired is your life goes from 100 miles an hour to zero abruptly. Mm. And it is unbelievable how um, the the change in your life, number one, sleep becomes an issue. You you don't sleep at night because you don't you don't know what the next step is, and so you're worried, you're angry, and and so you start to you, you can get tired, or you get up and you do your things in the middle of the day, but you have large periods of day of the day where you don't have anything to do. You don't you're not, you're not in the office. Working guys out, watching film, recruiting, doing whatever coaches teaching, doing whatever coaches do, and so you have all this time on your hands. And I, one time, I, one time I got let go, Brendan. And I'm, I'm kind of a neat freak and an OCD. I, I, I was vacuuming the rug in my house like twice a day, <laughs> and I, I would, I would look at the rug and I wanted those perfect patterns. And you know, like when you walk into a rug store and they've got everything just like perfect. So I got really good at doing that, and then I would walk throughout the house during the day, and then I'd look and I'd see my footprints, and that and ruined that perfect pattern. So then I wanted to go back and back well, I had so much time in my hands. I wanted to make it perfect again. <laughs> you come, you start inventing ways of of trying to keep yourself busy, and yeah. yet you have so much time on your hands, and it's like, what do you do with that? And I think. If you can, one of the things you can do with it is reflect back on maybe where you went wrong and owning up to some of the things that you know you would change. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a, you brought up a great point before, Scott, about you know when you get terminated, you get literally written into your termination letter. You get fired with cause or without cause. Now. Very important distinction here, and I think this is really critical for our listeners. Uh, without cause means that there's no reason. They just decide to do it. They're not finding fault with you. Without cause, they're going to honor your contract because there's no cause other than, other than they decided to make a change. Perfectly legal. They pay you what your contract states. Okay? But then the big issue comes you're getting fired with cause, this is becoming very big on college campuses. It doesn't happen in the pros uh, because in the college campuses, there is a lot of men and women coaches that are getting fired with cause. And the with cause might be a bad culture, a bad environment around your program. It could be a breaking of an NCAA rule. It could be doing something that in your contract, your personal behavior was wrong. Uh, get, you know, getting cited for something that is explicitly pointed out in your contract or something that brought a bad reputation upon the school. Uh, so that is the one where now they will challenge you and not pay you. Big distinctions there and something I think we really have to take care of as far as your own. This is, this is where fault lies upon yourself. 
the with yeah, cause. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never been fired with cause. I, I, right. So I've never had that problem. But I think it's an interesting thing going forward for coaches that that if they sign contracts and in multi-year contracts, they get laid out in their contract what cause is what causes are going to be. Yes. Because what happens now is colleges are signing coaches to these long-term contracts, and even assistant coaches are getting two- and three- and yes. four-year deals or, or deals that are tied to the length of the head coach. And so what happens is the school ha- owes all of this money, so if they can get off of the money by fire by finding cause, they can look at it and say, well, geez, we, you know, we can save ourselves – X number of hundred thousand dollars, or maybe up to several million dollars, by saying, "Well, this was with cause." And you know, in in my view, cause would be something of egregious behavior, a major NCAA yes. rule, a breaking of the law, a you know something that brought embarrassment to the university and to you. And but now they're trying to find well. You know, we didn't the culture of the program. We didn't we didn't like it that you know the language it got used. And so, but wait a minute, I use that language all the time when you hired me. You knew that. And so, like, where are you at this point? Is does this cause really meet true cause of having me fired? And I think it needs to be spelled out in people's contracts of what it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it's a good discussion area for coaches to be aware of because a lot of them possibly might not, and I think it's right. very important. Hey, Scott, one of the th- yeah, one of the things that I found the last time when I left the Knicks, uh, you know, and they had a change at the top of the organization, and I was one of the people that was uh, below the top echelon. And they made, you know, contract ran out, and then they bring in a whole new group of folks to run the franchise. Um, and so, you know, now I had free time. And now all of a sudden I found out that taking care of myself physically was a primary concern to the point where, you know, I'd love, you know, I used to be able to jog miles and miles. You and I would go for a run. Now all of a sudden it went to long walks. <laughs> and now, and so I, I, in my area that I lived in, in outside of Orlando, Florida, I would take a walk through our subdivision. It would take me 55 minutes to walk through every street in the subdivision. But I, to make, I would talk on myself, uh, my iPhone, I'm, I've got my speaker on. So I'm walking with my headset on. I'm talking to, friends like yourself. And then the other thing I would do is I do so much speaking, I would practice my speeches. And I would and I'm walking through the neighborhoods and I'm practicing I'm giving them my best George Rabbling talk that I'm gonna use at coaching you and a lady in the neighborhood calls up my wife and says, Is your husband okay? And she said, Oh, it's doing great and he said, I see him walking every day. He says, But I think there's something wrong with him. She said, What do you mean? She says he talks to himself all the time. <laughs> and so and so so I encourage all of you to get that phone call at home by walking and talking and stuff like that, because I think it's really something good. And it really helped me because I I would practice anything from my speeches to conversations to job interviews. Uh, of anything that I would do, and it really is a great time 
to be loose and free and doing it while you're walking. You have so much energy while you're doing it. Any thoughts on, on exercise and physical? You know, yeah, training? I think I think one of the one of the most important things that you have to do after you've been fired is to take care of yourself physically. Um, exercise, mm -hmm. maybe. You know, a lot of coaches exercise anyway, work out, so maybe longer workouts, a, a change in routine, because you're going to lose sleep, and yeah. it, you, you're, you're just going to lose sleep. It's, it's, it's part of the deal, and because uh, your mind won't stop racing. So exercise, for me personally, has always been paramount to it, – it, I think it frees your body up. It makes you feel better. It gets the – the good endorphins going in your body it's it's something that's good that's really healthy for you it'll wear you out so you do sleep a little bit more um, eating right uh, taking good care of your body uh, is important I think you know drinking a lot of drinking alcohol in excess is going to end up being bad because it's just mm -hmm. you know you're not going to feel good you're <laughs> you're you're not going to want to work out, and then it becomes a snowball going the wrong way. Uh, so I, I think taking care, I think having the ability to say, you know what, i got some time on my hands. I'm going to get into great shape right now. I mm -hmm. think it really helps. And, and, you know, now you go in for your next job interview and you've lost a little weight or you look a little more fit or you've had some time to be outside and so you got a little sun and you look good, <laughs> you don't look worn down. Um those are all key because nobody, when you go to get your next job, nobody wants somebody that's beat up. They don't want to look at somebody and go, wow, I'm not too sure I, I can hire that guy. He's, he's beat up. He's worn mm -hmm. down. Is, is he going to be able to be committed to us? And that's why I say that you got to let it go, Brendan, because at your next job, you've got to do a great job. You don't want it to happen again to you. Because then, you know, once it happens to you two and three and four times, it becomes increasingly difficult to land your next opportunity. I agree. And so if you're going to live in the past and you can't let that last one go, it's going to hurt your ability to do your job at your next job. I remember one time, Brendan, this is kind of right at the advent of the Internet, uh, and being able to f listen to ball games over the computer. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten let go when I was co when I was back in my coaching days. I had gotten let go to school, and so I had I had had hard feelings. And that was one of the places where when I got when I got let go, it was personal. I was the only person that got let go. So I would sit in my office at night and listen to the games on the internet, rooting against that school, to <laughs> hoping like crazy they lost. And it would bring me joy when I would leave the office at 10:30 at night, and they and and they had gotten beat. And and as I look back on it, I think, what what a waste of two hours that was. It didn't do me any. It made no difference in the quality of my life whether they got beat or won. It didn't make me any better. And in fact, if you want to know the truth, it made me bitter. And uh, it, it, it was such a waste. It was such a, something that was uh, non-essential in the job that I that I had. And I look back on it and think, why 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 did I do that? I I, I kind of chuckle at it now because I think, gosh, how dumb you were. But I think it's somewhat human nature to do that. And but it doesn't it doesn't make it. 
it doesn't make it work for you going forward. It, it, it's you got to let it go. Yeah. Hey, now, when, uh, and moving along, you, you have to make sure now you use the term breathe, but you have to make sure that you take the next the next job you take. You got to make sure that you just don't jump on the next job. You got to make sure that it's going to be a good one for you as best you can. Correct. Yeah, I th- I think. When it does happen for you, if you get let go or your boss gets let go and you're, you're, um, you know, sitting there on the outside looking in, I, I did. I used the term breathe. Step back. And you don't want – the worst thing you can do is run into a situation where it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, where you say, well, I've got to have a job, so let me take this. And then you go and you're going, now, wait a minute. This guy has lost. This guy has, you know, lost 20 games or more in college basketball for the last three years, and he's in the last year of his contract. If I go there, I might be in the same situation I am a year from now. Now, you might somebody might need to do that because, just from a financial perspective, they need a job. Right. They've got to support their family. It, everybody. Everybody's situation is different, and I, and I recognize that fully. That you know, I I may have been in a different situation financially than somebody else, or somebody else maybe could say, you know what, I can take a year off. I'm getting paid. I didn't have the ability to do that at some points in my career. So everybody's situation is different. They've got families. They've got children. They've got sure. they've got things that you know they got to take care of. But the thing I encourage people to do is is take a step back and don't rush. Don't be in a hurry. Evaluate what is best for you versus I've just got to have a job. I've got to, i, I got to. And, and because you don't want to run right back in to the same situation a year from now or two years from now. You want to possibly, if the best you can, is explore, mm-hmm. you know, look find what's on the horizon, maybe taking a step in a different direction is good for you personally. Maybe taking a year off if you can afford it to get healthier, to reflect is good. Maybe at some point after you've gotten fired, you're so bitter, it doesn't help you to get jump back into it. Maybe you get into the business world for a little bit or you get into writing a book or you get into speaking or you get into – Doing something different where you where you have a sense of self worth, and then jump back into the coaching part of it. But That's I think that yeah. I think there's so many times, Brendan, when coaches are such creatures of habit, we don't give ourselves credit enough for being as smart as some people are. Um, I don't think a, a, I think a lot of coaches are so smart they don't give themselves enough credit for the things that they truly could do if they weren't coaching. I look at so many coaches and think, you know, if that guy weren't coaching, he'd be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. He's brilliant. But then if you asked him how smart are you, he'd say, oh, geez, I'm not that smart. I'm just a dumb ball coach. I don't think coaches give themselves enough credit for what they could do if they weren't coaching. So explore. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's something different there for you. 
Yes, he does. Excellent. Hey, a couple of things before we wrap up. Uh, one personal experience. Uh, you, and I tell this to my friends. Uh, you were very popular before. Your phone's going to stop ringing. And they laugh and they go, no, no, are you kidding me? And it does stop ringing. And then the other thing that happened to me, all the contacts that I have all over the country, I stopped calling people because my thing was, I don't want to bother them. I know they're busy doing their job. I don't want to be a pain in the ass. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think what I, what I, one of the biggest lessons I learned maybe from the, the last time I was let go is you don't have as many friends as you think you have. You've got a lot mm-hmm. of acquaintances. Yes. And the acquaintances aren't really, at the end of the day, friends. They, they, now, they, not that they don't like you or that they don't, they want bad for you, but you're not going to have as many people reach out to you as you think. And you're going to find that guys that you thought were great friends of yours you don't hear from, um, and you'll be dis- you'll be shocked by some of the people you hear from. You'll be like, gee, I didn't know that guy thought that highly of me. And you'll be shocked at some of the people that you don't hear from. You'll be like, God, I, if there's one guy I thought would call me would be X, Y, or Z, and you won't hear from him, and it'll hurt. And But it's normal. Sometimes guys don't know what to say. Sometimes a guy didn't right. really like you, was just using you. Uh, people get busy, they get selfish, they get into their own little world. And so it, it, the, it, it will shock you. Um, and I agree, Brendan, I, I, you know, I, when I, the times that I would get let go, uh, I, I never really had that much success getting on the phone and calling people. Number one, most people don't want to hear your story. Uh, and you know, they, 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 they're in, they're fighting for their own job. And so. Uh, and you, you end up trying to rehash what happened, who fired me, who got me, why it happened, why it was wrong, and you do it over and over and over again, and it's not healthy. So, um, you know, I want, I, I have had the most success when somebody called me after I got fired. Scott, we got something for you, you know, but that phone isn't going to ring. You're going to sit there and stare at that thing. Um, and, and, you know, you've, you've, uh, as you go through it, one of the other things is you can't expect that your friends are going to hire you. That's, yeah. it, it's it's something that yeah. it, it, it just – a lot of times they would like to hire you, but they don't have a job open. And you yeah. don't want them to have to fire some guy to hire you. That's not <laughs> – now all of a sudden somebody else is in the same spot you were just in. So – but but – as as many friends as we have in this business that we have you know i think coaching is a relationship business and we've got we've got friends we've got acquaintances you can't expect that that guy is going to hire you and and it's it can be really really hard because you can look and say god if there was one guy i thought would hire me it was this guy yeah. and he didn't even call me um that that you know that can be a tricky a tricky thing on your psyche. Scott, this this is one of those things that you know we've talked about over the years. Um, you know, and I think you know it's one of those things that is so helpful to our coaches out there that at this time it's going to happen to or it's going to happen in the future 
Well, it's going to happen to a friend of theirs, and they can be aware of some of the things. I appreciate you taking the time to, to share your insights on this, because this is powerful stuff. I'd like to post this on our coachingulive.com website, because I think it's so helpful to as they hear the podcast and stuff. I think it would be awesome. But, brother, thank you so, so much for, for doing this. This is great for our coaches, great for men and women coaches all over the country and the world that are here this and that. I look forward to our next visit, my friend. Thank you, Brennan. It's been my pleasure. You're a good man, and things always work out for the best when people, when they get let go, and it'll ha- it will for you as well. Oh, I know. And, and you know what? That brings me, Scott, to the next thing. You know, our Coaching You Live events that Kevin Eastman and I started, you know, nine years ago, we're, we're our mega events we have in Orlando and in Las Vegas every year in conjunction with the summer leagues, and I see you there at them. But uh, tomorrow we're rolling out, uh, you know, our early bird uh, special for those. In Orlando, we're going to be at uh, Lake Highland Prep School in July 5 and 6 with the biggest array of speakers that we've ever had. And then we're going to be in Las Vegas the following week, July 10 and 11, Monday, Tuesday, with as they have 24 teams out there, we expect to have a speaking group that we've never had before. But if you want to come to our events, and we get an incredible turnout each year, uh, they're normally it's $250 general admission, 475 for VIPs, of which Scott Europe is a VIP. Uh, and, you know, that I, tomorrow we're going to release the final four March Madness, as we always do. We have a special from tomorrow through April 4th at midnight, where you can come to either event for a general admission price of only $147 and a VIP price of only $377. So I encourage all of our listeners to go to our coachingulive.com site. Make sure you sign up. Save yourself $100. Save your school $100 so you don't get fired. Uh, And I think it'll be a really good thing for you. But, hey, I look forward to sharing uh, and learning with everyone this summer. As I always do, I learn from you, Scott. Thank you so much for being a great friend of coaching you. Thank you, Brendan. And I encourage everybody that's listening to go to, I, to go to coaching you. I've been, and it's awesome.